mercy and peace are yours. They are free gifts. They become yours as the Holy Spirit enables you to believe that Jesus is who he says he is, your Lord and Savior. Amen. Uh, we have before us an unsettling text, that gospel lesson from Matthew. Uh, paints a picture of the last day of Jesus on his throne, of Jesus separating the sheeps, sheep from the goats. And what's unsettling is the surprise. The surprise of both the sheep and the goats, that, that neither of them perceived that Jesus was lurking, hiding behind the least of these. And of course, we might expect it with the goats. I mean, the goats, those who gave little care or concern for who he, Jesus was or what he taught or what he did. So we might expect it with them, but the sheep, the sheep having no idea of what's going on should cause us to pause. How often do we talk about being the hands and feet of Jesus, of doing deeds of good and kindness in the world as a way of serving Jesus. How often is that what I'm saying, that you should go out and pack food bags or do this or do that? And yet our text almost seems to contradict that. Jesus is clearly challenging us as his people, and that's one of the things that makes this text unsettling for us is he's challenging us as his people to act like his people, and yet the sheep have no idea that they are doing it. I find that a little bit unsettling. And so it seems to me like maybe perhaps there is something more, something more for us to act like God's people. What is he, he calling to? What is he inviting us into? See, I think that the most powerful deeds are done not in the name of Jesus, but because we have the heart of Jesus. See, that's one of those things that, that could explain why we might do something and not realize that we're doing it because we have a heart that compels us to do that. And if you look at Jesus' life, I mean, that's what you would see. Jesus compelled to do things time and time again, to, to reach out to the least and the lost and the lonely. And it's not because he was intentionally doing those things, but his heart moved him. And so I think that that's what God is inviting us to do as well. He's inviting us to something deeper, something more, something more profound that is birthed not of, of doing things, but of who he has made us to be by his grace. You see, here's the problem with doing good things. Uh, we can go out and do good stuff and never arrive at the heart of Jesus. But if we have the heart of Jesus, we cannot help but do good things. And as a side, when you go out and you do good things in the world, what can happen is you actually miss the people that God has called you to love, right? 
You can go out and you can serve and you can love and you can do these things. And in doing so, you're looking right past the person you're trying to serve. Because you're concerned about doing good for Jesus. You're looking to feel good about the action done. You're looking to get something accomplished. And what you end up missing is the person that God has placed right before you. The person that God has called you to love, given you to love. Something like this happens between husbands and wives all the time. And both of us are guilty of it. Wife comes to the husband with a problem and says, Honey, I've got this thing going on. And, da, 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 da. and then husband says, I've got a solution for you. Which wasn't the problem. The problem was she wanted to be heard. She wanted to be loved. She wanted to know that he understood and was with her. Same happens especially for, for wives that have little kids at home. They don't get to use all of their 25,000 words a day. And so a husband walks in the door and she's got about 20,000 more words to burn through because she's been talking to toddlers all day. And she never pauses to say, honey, how was your day? Jesus is calling us to have a heart. A heart for one another. A heart for the people that he has placed in our lives. And as I thought about the least of these, the least of these that God has given us to love, I started to ask another question. And that question was, what if the greatest gift that God has given us, besides his son, is the least of these that he has placed in our midst? Because if indeed Jesus is lurking behind the least of these, is he perhaps inviting us to step into the world, to step into a place of loving and living with the least of these and there find Jesus? Because isn't this what our God does? Isn't this who he is, a, a God that doesn't show up in might and power and greatness and as a warrior God but comes wrapped in human flesh, doesn't show up for conquest but comes for crucifixion, not in power but in weakness. What if God is inviting us to meet him there? I think he shows up there to surprise us, to disarm us, to overturn our expectations and our judgments in order to invite us to give up our project of self-redemption, to see us as he as to see him as he is, loving and kind and generous and gracious. That's what I've found about my life. Sure, God's behind the good things that are happening in my life, the, the good things that are going on. But where I really meet him, where I really find him is on my knees. In the broken moments, in the hard moments, in the moments where I don't know what to do, when I have to admit that I am not enough and that I need him.
See, God regularly and reliably shows up to those who we give little thought, those who we tend to disdain, those whom seen beyond the pale of our attention or of good judgment. Think about the writer of our epistle lesson this morning. The apostles wanted nothing to do with him. When God told Ananias that a man named Saul was going to be coming to see him, Ananias said, wait a minute, I don't think this is a good idea, God. And God chose him. Someone that would not have been considered by the family of faith to write most of the New Testament. This is who our God is. This is what he does. He loves the least of these. What we need is the heart of Jesus. We need the heart of Jesus. And I believe that God is inviting us. Inviting us to be part of what he is doing in the world. That as we see how he loves those that he has placed in our lives, we'll see his face better, more clearly, as we come to better understand how deeply he loves each one of us. Amen.